This is Andrew Schultz. I'm the sales manager for CHS Ag Services. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan in studio. We'll have updates from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor as well. An upper-level weather system is moving across North Dakota and into northern Minnesota today and on into this evening. The National Weather Service is forecasting another one to two inches of snow north of a line from Valley City to Fargo to Wadena. The region will settle into a week of very cold weather. By midweek, overnight lows will be approaching 30 below zero as an air temp for far northern North Dakota and Minnesota. A week of weather had huge impact on the entire Red River Valley and beyond. In those types of events, hauling livestock can get tricky as well. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Recent weather has proven once again that Mother Nature is in control. Steve Hartwig with Hartwig Trucking says when it comes to moving livestock in weather like we saw last week, things have to slow down all across the industry. Most of the time, uh, like out in the Dakotas, most of the sales, they basically shut down and they uh, kind of reschedule sales for when the weather gets better you know everybody is uh in the whole industry the packing houses sale barns ranchers everybody is just struggling to get through it like you say you can't control mother nature it is what it is you do the best you can there's not a lot of cattle moving when you have blizzards in uh, four or five states that you know in the midwest here and uh so it is a little slower for everybody on all sides hartwig says that when weather events are in the forecast technology and improved weather predictions can help everyone plan ahead packing plants will strategize where their cattle come from to keep things moving best they can we do a lot with american foods group in long prairie here this past monday you know they moved all the cattle out of the west at the sale barns that they had sitting in because they knew the the weather was going to be really bad Tuesday and Wednesday so they couldn't probably even get to the cattle they had at sale barns you know so they were planning ahead and then you know they couldn't get them Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday because of the roads and the weather so then they got cattle from the east you know that's it, everybody kind of uh, kind of plans and strategizes and watches it and uh, you know it's like say just do the best job you can and uh, everybody kind of has got to get through it together. Reporting for the Red River Farm Network I'm Whitney Pittman. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack and U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met with six key Mexican government officials Friday addressing concerns about the proposed ban on biotech corn imports. The Mexican delegation offered some potential changes to their plan. Vilsack and Tai said they will review those proposals. In an editorial written for the Sunday Papers, former House Ag Committee Chairman Colin Peterson warned about Mexico's proposed ban on GMO corn. Peterson said the White House needs to head this problem off before serious damage is done. The ban is expected to start in 2024, and it would impact 90% of the U.S. corn sent south of the border. In an early look at cash flows for 2023, the farm financial situation still looks positive. With current price projections and normal yields, Minnesota farm business management instructor Josh Chosis is cautiously optimistic. For most farms that aren't highly leveraged, that didn't go out and spend top dollar and borrow top dollar for um, some additional things on the farm, you know, we're finding that the cash flows are still looking relatively positive. You know, and obviously that's very dependent on what prices they're able to lock in for 2023 or finally sell for 2023. 
but you know, right now, and that's without really the way I work those cash flows. I look at the 2023 year exclusively by itself. So kind of ignoring any money or any income or any, you know, working capital that may be coming in from 2022. Working capital has grown significantly in the past year. You know, I started in 2012 when we pretty much had similar situations of very high record uh, prices on commodities, and it didn't take too many years before we were uh, at the opposite end of the spectrum and farms were struggling and getting free financing and cash flowing difficulties and you know, so we kind of use some of that education to kind of, you know, preface that, that, you know, use some of that equity, use it in a, in a very good productive way. Uh, but there's some value to, to holding on to some of that as well, because we know we're heading into some times where we're going to need. The Environmental Protection Agency is expected to update its Waters of the United States rule this week. In the past year, EPA has received over 120,000 public comments and hosted 10 regional roundtable events. The Supreme Court also is reviewing EPA's jurisdiction under the Clean Water Act, and many lawmakers wanted the agency to wait for the court decision. This is the Red River Farm Network. Farm news on the Red River Farm Network. CoBank is looking at the factors that will shape agriculture and the marketing sector in the year ahead. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. An outlook report from CoBank's Knowledge Exchange shows over the past half century, inflation above 5% has never been subdued without inciting a recession. CoBank lead industry analyst Ken Zuckerberg expects farmers' margins to tighten in the year ahead. So as we look in the year ahead, uh, next year will still be a positive year from the standpoint of farm income, but we see margins coming under pressure. Producers and related industries may begin to uh, show some financial strains due to a variety of uh, factors, and these include skyrocketing production costs, cheaper interest rates. As you know, the Federal Reserve just raised interest rates again yesterday. We see an elevated dollar, potentially uh, potential weakening of domestic and export demand because of falling economic productivity and real incomes abroad. Zuckerberg says the egg economy is in a good place, even with the challenges in recent years. Amidst the past uh, couple of years, notwithstanding COVID and uh, global economic slowdown and recovery and Russia's invasion, the U.S. ag economy has held up uh, quite well. As you may know, ag retailers have put in uh, just a blockbuster year with nearly 30 percent revenue growth. Many parts of farming, crop farming, the farm gate, different parts of the value chain have also had very strong results. That's 2022. As we looked at 2023, we see uh, margins uh, coming under pressure due to the inflationary and other factors. Reporting agriculture's business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Some of the concern for shipping on the Mississippi River may have been alleviated in the south with recent rain events. That, according to USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Memphis, Tennessee, the water level there is almost 18 feet higher than what we saw during the record low stage that occurred back in mid-October. Very similar rise occurring in the lower reaches of the Ohio Valley, an almost 18-foot rise over a period of less than two months at Cairo, Illinois. That has come a long way in helping to normalize large operations on the Ohio River and the lower portions of the Mississippi River. Rippy says cold temperatures and possible ice have still left some uncertainty, though, in the north. There are still some low water concerns. 
And until this most recent storm hit, we had seen the river level, the Mississippi River at St. Louis, drop almost as low as it was back during October. Now, we did get a slight bump from this most recent storm, but as cold weather descends on the country, and especially the northern part of the country over the next few days, that could help to cut inflow due to ice formation and frozen soils. So we will have to continue to watch low river levels north of Cairo, Illinois, where the Ohio River enters the Mississippi. So effectively from St. Louis northward, still dealing with low river levels in that area. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum will deliver his 2023 State of the State Address on January 3rd. The governor's office has released a reflection on the past year. Accomplishments include the expansion of the soybean crush industry in the state, the startup of the North Dakota's first carbon storage project, and the groundbreaking for the Grand Farm Project in Castleton with the investment in autonomous agriculture technology. South Dakota Farmers Union's annual convention here on wrapped up Friday. Farmers Union President Doug Somke said even with lower attendance, there was a lot of good discussion, including talk of county sales tax. What we're going to do to uh, help the county fairs in in the state to keep their sales tax that is raised uh, at their events, uh, so that it just goes to the county fairs rather than just going to the county coffers and being put in the general fund. Um, that's been an issue that will probably also expand that to uh, to the state fair because that's been an issue for the state fair for a number of years. Russia is bombing Kiev with dozens of kamikaze drones today, hitting critical infrastructure at the Ukrainian capital city. This is Russia's third air attack on Kyiv in just six days. Crimea reporting over 500,000 tons of wheat to Syria this year exported. That's 17 times higher than any previous year. Crimea was annexed by Russia in 2014, and Ukraine claims this is Ukrainian wheat that was stolen by Russians. If true, it would be one way for Russia to avoid the current trade sanctions. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Much needed rain is in the forecast for Argentina this week. World Weather Incorporated expects good coverage, but the rains will likely be concentrated in central and western parts of the country. There will be some partial relief from this ongoing drought, but it does not change the long-term trend. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says thin market action is allowing the grains to drift lower. It's a market that... um seems like slower and lower is what we're doing here so far, dropping down to new ranges lower on the corn. And uh, wheat and oats oversold just can't uh, get a footing here yet, but can't go down either right now. And Rose says the grains have been drifting lower in a downward-trending channel for several weeks. What we're really saying is we're inching ever so close to a crop in South America and Basically, we think that the uh, export pace is just going to really uh, uh, switch to South America on soybeans by China. And, you know, Russia just keeps selling wheat below the world market. Their uh, uh, stocks are 34 percent over a year ago, and it feels like it. They uh, keep clearing the uh, wheat, keep pressing it. According to the USDA potato stocks report, 258 million hundredweight of potatoes were held in storage as of December 1st. That's down 3% from one year ago. The potatoes held in storage account for 65% of the 2022 production nationwide. In North Dakota, russets accounted for 51% of the total. Whites were 25%, reds and yellows not reported. 
89% of the potato stocks in Minnesota were russets. New national poll determines 60% of adults in rural areas are more aware of the opioid crisis than they were five years ago. However, more rural adults believe there is a higher rate of opioid misuse in rural communities than in urban and suburban areas. American Farm Bureau Federation and National Farmers Union continue to work together on the issue. Both groups support more education about the impact of mental health and opioid use in rural America. Checking those markets as we speak, we're a quarter penny higher for Minneapolis wheat. The March contract at 909 and three quarters. The May contract, two and a quarter higher. Chicago wheat for March, two and a half better. And hard red winter wheat for March, down a half penny. The March corn, down three and three quarter cents, six forty nine and a quarter. The July corn down three and three quarter cents as well. For soybeans, January fourteen seventy four. That's down by six cents. And March soybeans seven and a half cents lower as we speak. On the farm calendar, Farm Credit Services of Mandan with their triple up commodity marketing seminars. Uh, there are seminars in Mandan in Dickinson tomorrow. Their keynote speaker, Brett Elke of Innovis Agra. All producers are welcome to those sessions. NDSU Extension has its Getting It Right in Soybean Production webinar tomorrow. Uh, that'll start at 8.30 Central Time. They'll have a similar Getting It Right in Dry Bean Production virtual meeting on Wednesday of this week. Again, uh, contact your county office for more details about those Getting It Right seminars that are on the agenda. Have yourself a great day. Stay warm if you can. This is the Red River Farm Network.